You're now listening to the I Got Fired Last Week podcast, where we discuss the challenges and opportunities around being out of work. If you're feeling lost, overwhelmed, uninformed, or simply uninspired, there's something here for you. I'm your host, Sam Eremarin, and along with my guests, we're here to walk on this journey together. Stay tuned. I've always found that money usually flows in the direction of information asymmetry. Explain that. I'm a project manager. Mm. A developer can tell me (laughs) it's gonna take seven days. Yep. And I have two options. Yep. (laughs) And both of those options don't help me. I can either go out and learn .NET and go and learn Mm. Python so intricately Mm. just to say to him, no, it's not. Mm. It's gonna take three days. Mm. Or I need to believe because you know something that I don't. To your point about NFTs, somebody had information that you didn't. They were able to monetize on, there's this thing, there's this technology, I know about it. You don't necessarily know about it. Let me tell you about it. Money flowed to me because I had information I, or I had first movers advantage, which you didn't necessarily have. As a developer, Ooh. to your point about Facebook and Google developers, they can charge 400K they can be paid all of this money because there is a degree of information that they have that other people don't have. But we live in the information age. No, 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 no. We live in a too much information age. No, sorry. Tolu. Sorry, Tolu. bro. I, I fundamentally disagree with this. And here is why. Let's go. Did you hear about Bitcoin before it became Bitcoin? Yes. Okay, did you do anything about it? No. So did you have the information? Yes. Did you even put one pound into Bitcoin? Okay, this is a really interesting one, but no. And this is what I'm saying. Everybody has access to the same information. So even with that developer that takes me, it's going to take seven days. Yeah. Yeah. The first thing I'm going to ask him is why? So it's not those two options. I have a third option. Explain to me why. I mm-hmm. don't have to go off and prove you wrong. Just help me, under- help me understand why. Sure. And I've had many of those conversations. And actually, it gets down to, oh, no, actually, maybe if I... And I say, why do we have to do it this way? Why can't we... Is this a thing that could work? Mm. Oh, yeah, actually. Okay, maybe it'll be five days. Do you see what I mean? Sure. So it's not even just about, I don't... What, are you curious? Or am I just going to take it at face value? It's going to be seven days. No, I'm going to ask you questions. And if it really is seven days, cool, let's rock with seven days. But often, it doesn't have to be. But your acceptance of it being seven days still comes from information asymmetry. But at so least you I tried. You've tried, which is good. We often don't try. You can get discounts just because you ask. But trying doesn't reduce the... It doesn't reduce the barrier of information. So here's the reason why I said that I believe that we're in a too much information age. If you go on Google right now mm-hmm. and you type in, I don't know, how to how to be a podcaster. Yes. I don't think it's that somebody looks at it and goes, there's no information on how to be a podcaster. The issue is, is you've got 7 million YouTube videos. You've got 15 million blogs. You've got um, how to's. You've got how to nots. You've got all. I don't believe that it's the information. I believe it's the fact that there's too much information and there is a lack of conviction. Therefore, a person now wakes up in the morning and goes, of these 10 choices, which one are you going to do? I don't know, I'm overwhelmed. It's a lack of critical thinking. Because if I'm presented with lots of information, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to look at three to five of them, Mm -hmm. try and understand what is the common themes between them because there's not one right or wrong answer. If you ask me about what's the best way to build a podcast, it depends. It depends on who you are as a person. So you ask good questions. You have a good pace of delivery. Mm -hmm. So you building a podcast is very different from someone else. It depends. But what we don't do is critical thinking. 
we don't actually analyze the data that we have and understand, oh, okay, this fits with me, this doesn't. There's no right or wrong answer. And you don't have to be 100% right to do it. You just have to do it. That's the difference between you, me, and someone else who's actually way better than us at podcasting. We're just doing it. There are so many people that are better musicians, better singers. Like my wife is a singer. And sometimes I watch people and I'm like, my wife can actually sing better than that objectively. But she's not doing it like they're doing it because they're doing it. Sure. So that's where for me, like, yes, there's lots of information, but too much information is an excuse. You think so? 100%. It's an excuse. Just do it. Pick one and do it. And if it's wrong, do a different one. But it's not too much information. Pick one and do it. It's simple. Can I just say something? Do you you understand how differently you, and don't get me wrong, I'm not saying it's bad. I think Mm. it's, every time I listen to you, it's refreshing for me. Because I'm always challenged, always. Every time we speak, I'm always just like, oh my God, <laughs> it makes it sound like it's so easy. All you, oh, okay, listen, okay. All you gotta do is just like, but bro, do the difference. robotics degree, put it all together, bam, no, it's the no, robot. No, 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 like no, no. It's, it's, but again, it's, it's so refreshing for me because you do challenge me on my BS. You know, like, <laughs> as in you call me out on, uh, yes. okay, Sam, I hear you, but, why can't you do that? <laughs> this is what I do with developers. Reasons. This is what I do with developers. This is a <laughs> many reasons why I can't do this. But here's the thing, right? There's a difference between simple and easy. Sure. Yeah. yeah? So right. it's simple. Yes. Is it easy? No. no. And that's where I'm saying it's simple. Yeah. It's not that complicated. You've got too much information. Pick a small chunk. Yeah. Mm. Go do it. Is it easy in terms of getting over the mindsets that I have and stuff like that? No. And that's where for me, I've always got time for the process. So if you tell me, let's go on this journey and I want to figure out how to be different, I'm here for it. I know that sometimes you're going to say, but that literally grates against everything I've ever been taught. Yes, it does. I'm going to ask you to do it anyway. And that's where grace is so important. Mm. Yeah. So like, yes, absolutely. Like I'm going to challenge you on it, but I'm also here for you. I'm rooting for you. I want you to win. And I know that sometimes to win, it's going to get really ugly. Sometimes you're going to cuss me out because I'm, ch- that's okay. I'm here for that because end goal is we want to get to here. And that's what sometimes people need to have grace for is that look, the process isn't always like this. It goes like this. Yeah. As long as you're going up in general, that's okay. Yeah. There has to be grace for the process, but it's simple, but not easy. You still have to do the hard thing. I'm listening to this podcast and I'm wondering, um, I know how you got here. I understand your story. What doors has this opened for you? And the reason why this is interesting for me is I'm probably going to, you know, admittedly, I'm probably going to implement 95% of the things that you've said here. Um, Because, you know, those who are watching me are watching me Mm. learn and absorb from you in real time. Mm. You know, this isn't, if anyone was watching this, expecting this to be a conversation, that probably stopped like half an hour. Ago. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm a hundred percent here to actually just glean. Um, what has this done for you? You know, thinking different, mm. being able to um, say, "Hey, here's the way that the world conventionally thinks about this thing," but actually, I've asked the question, "Why?" Mm. You've asked the question, "Why?" You've realized that, mm, no, I'm, or, or I'm going to take parts of this. Mm. Um, what has that done for you? Like, how is your life markedly better mm. through thinking like this? So one of the things that I realized where I've worked in the same company for so long is that 
that's really all I've ever known, right? So I've had amazing experiences and amazing learning, but also I'm very deep in one thing. And actually like understanding across lots of things is very useful. So, you know, they talk about um, jack of all trades, but master of none. You know, there's another line after that. Which is, I but can't remember. It's jack of all trades, master of none, master of none, but oftentimes better than a master of one. Yeah. Firstly, like, why don't we know that last bit? Yeah, yeah, yeah? yeah. Because actually, when I was at university, I did a year abroad and I did motivation and leadership. And one of the things as a, cl as a class, one of the things that they said was that leaders who do this across the organization and try this, go here, try this, are better than leaders that just go up in the same thing. Mm. And I realized that I've gone up in the same thing. So yes, I've done a little bit of variation with, within my career at Sky, but I've broadly gone up in the same industry. So now what I'm doing is I'm trying different things. So I'm working in a startup, for example, and I'm understanding like that's a very different world. So what it's given me is the opportunity to explore different things. The opportunity to have conversations with lots of different types of people and to learn from their experiences, their journeys, their ways of thinking, because not everybody thinks the Skyway. And that's what I've been raised up in. I've been raised up in, this is how we do it at Sky. And Sky is very innovative. So there is room to kind of try different things, but it's all still within the same construct. So now I'm having conversations with so many different people. I'm just open to conversations. You know, I'm on LinkedIn, just commenting on different things, just to hear people's opinions. And that's what it's really done for me, is it's broadened my horizons. And I think that <clears throat> sometimes redundancy can be an awkward conversation. Yeah, people ask you, oh, like the guy that was setting up here last, oh, what do you do? And it's like, okay, how do I explain that I'm in this like in between, like I don't even know how to explain it. But what I found is, is that people's first response is like, I'm so sorry, yeah? And what comes with I'm so sorry is that people also wanna help you. That's human nature. If you sure. see someone in trouble, you yeah. generally want to do something to help. Sure. So it opens up so many opportunities. We're like, oh, actually, I've got this friend who's doing da 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 da. But you have to be willing to have that conversation mm. because there are people who I've spoken to, and then later I found out they they were made redundant two or three months ago, but they didn't mention it. So I think everything's okay. Mm. I can't even help you. I think you're happy in your job. Sure. And that's where for me, I've just learned share the story, tell the story. But I'm very quick to say to people, it's okay. Like, I'm in a really good place with it. I'm exploring things, blah, blah, blah. And often that opens up a better conversation rather than, I want, oh, excuse me, rather than wanting you to feel sorry for me. And then that kind of doesn't really lead anywhere. Yeah. But often when it's like, oh, I'm thinking about this, I'm open to this. What have you had an experience in this? Ask people questions. People are happy to share. And that's where for me, it's just opened up so much opportunity. It's opened up so many different things that I would have never thought of doing while I was still working there. You know, so for me, it's just, it, it, it unboxes you. Yeah. It frees you a little bit to, why not do something else? Why not apply for a different type of job this time? Because before it would be crazy for you to do that while you're working in a steady job. But now, okay, I'm not. Try something new. You know, <laughs> like, yeah. why not? <clears throat> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, um, every... The reason why I think this is so interesting is because every thing, everything which I've been taught to say, mm. everything that I've been taught to do, naturally in conversations like this, if you hold it up to, um, hey, 
what's the worst that could happen step mm. out just kind of launch out once you start to hold up to that narrative you realize how brittle much of our early education was and when i say early education sure maths english science history geography all that good stuff i just mean like life education and i know that there is this sentiment about as young people we should be learning taxes we should be learning marketing we should be learning <laughs> you know yeah, yeah exactly yeah. Entrepreneurship, 100%. Like, real r- real subjects like real life um and i wonder whose responsibility is it because for example i'm i'm looking at you and i'm thinking okay as a father mm, love it right mm. there are things which you're going to be able to teach your children based off this mindset mm. I'm learning from you. I've got, you know, my boy is seven months. Mm. I can look him in the face and I can take him through the, you know, hey, you're allowed to be different. You're allowed to think different. You're allowed to, um, but I'm also very conscious that that is a, I'm afforded a benefit that many people aren't in terms of like, my son gets to glean from like he he stands mm. on my shoulders from mm. all the things that I've learned. Like mm. I'm in conversations like this. Mm. I now go home. I go and float an idea. Mm. He's able to learn and, and you know, I mean mm. when you come round and you can you know yeah. <laughs> like, Uncle Tony told me this thing. I'm like what's he, <laughs> Why did he tell you that? Why? <laughs> making my what? Life yeah. What did he even say? <laughs> um, but you know wh- whose responsibility do you think it is? Because I think and. Again, sorry guys, I'm I'm really processing this. The reason why this is so important to me mm. is because everything that we're discussing mm. has a direct influence on redundancy. I wonder mm. if if I went in with the mentality before I went in that, you know what, I'm here, I'm adding value, but you know what? Worst comes to worst, it's not the end of the world. Mm. I'll be okay, mm. I'll figure it out. If I had that mentality, that way of thinking, I wonder if my lament would have even existed. Yeah. maybe you know i might have still been like ah, i mean i'm upset it might still hurt because in that process there were things that i didn't expect that happened sure that actually impacted me yes right and 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 i, I knew it i knew it theoretically about the way that i might feel mm. versus how i actually felt when it happened so mm. it's almost just like oh I knew it was gonna sting, but that really stung. That really stung. You yeah, know? Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. So I'm, I'm sure I could have done that, but like whose responsibility would we say it is for like to train up a person in the way of like, is it, and I'm not gonna put this on teachers because I know how hard you work, but it's, it's not teachers in no, the classroom, no, right? Because for me, they don't have that responsibility because they are dictated what the syllabus is. Sure. They are told and they are paid to teach a certain thing. So for me, I don't actually put it on the teachers because they teach what they're, told to teach sure for me it comes down to the parents and the individual my parents didn't know a lot of the stuff that i've now learned so they Mm. didn't have it to give to me so i don't ever blame my parents yeah what i love about my parents is that they were willing to expose me to different things so i'm nigerian yeah i played basketball in most nigerian households that doesn't fly sure yeah as a career as in a a professor semi-pro that doesn't fly but to get to semi-pro I have to do this. I have to do under 16s. I have to do under 18s. I have to go to, I went to France for a basketball camp. Me, a whole Nigerian child. (laughs) (laughs) I went to France to go play basketball, but my parents exposed me to so much. And that's what it is for me, is that yes, you have a responsibility as a parent, but if you don't have it all, that's okay. 
let your kids be exposed to the right things. So me going to France, I learned so much about basketball, so much about even my own capability. Just, just because I went to France and I did three or four days in France, it's exposure. Because I went to a year abroad, I got exposure. You can see that so many things are coming from different parts of my life and it's just exposure. So that is the responsibility of a parent is to give your kids the exposure to things outside of you. And that's hard. That's, for me, that's a parent's responsibility. You're not going to have all the answers, but you can sure expose your kids and put them in the right environment. Has thinking the way that you do ever caused any, is in like, when we're talking about like detrimental, like, yo, far left completely, like, I can't imagine, when I say I can't imagine it will, I can't imagine it will because I can't imagine a world where critical, critical thinking is a bad thing unless there's overthinking which leads to paralysis but yeah other than that are there any moments where you felt like well actually totally you're just you're just thinking and it's like <laughs> <laughs> so much thought <laughs> yeah. that it wasn't required like just go there and do the thing i think because my approach is a balance of kindness above everything else mm, okay, yeah sure so for me even if i 100 disagree with you my personal responsibility is to be kind to you yeah so even if i think you're talking nonsense let me understand you understanding is a big part of what's important to me action is a big part of what's important to me so yes i can absolutely think through all the things but now what am i going to do so action has to happen curiosity is also a really important thing to me so I try and mix those things in such a way that it shouldn't really be detrimental. Sometimes, yes, like there are people who are like, can we just do it the way we're told? You know, and in some of those situations, that's a little bit tough. But often what you find is when you challenge that back in a kind way and you try it, well, let's just try it different. You know, why don't, why don't we just try something different? We can still do that. I'm not saying you're wrong. Let's try this. Often, and that's influence and that's leadership. And that's where like you can help get people along the journey. Because actually, why not try it one way different one time? If it fails, that's on me. Give people the space that if it fails, I'll take the hit. Because that's what people are afraid of. You're going to get the blame because they're like, okay, I'll take the blame. Cool. And that's where for me, is it detrimental? Not really, because I try and blend it with all of those things. If I was just like brash with it, yes, it would be. Because that hurts people. People feel stupid because of that. Sure. That's not what it's about. It's about, and that's the other thing is win-win. I want us both to win. I don't need to win and you lose. We can both win. Like that's always an option. So that's where for me it's not it's not really been detrimental in that sense. Like, does it cause friction and tension? Yes. Hundred percent. Sure. Hundred percent. Even in my friendships where like you challenge me, I challenge you, that's gonna cause tension. And someone said something to me the other day. They said, success is often defined by how well you hold tension. That's good. Oh. That's good. That's good. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> and so I said, That's good. Oh, that is so good because yeah, like we're having this conversation, there's going to be tension because we don't agree on the same thing necessarily, but can I hold that tension? Can you hold the tension? And you hold tension well. I'm here to learn. <laughs> <laughs> I don't pretend I know anything. <laughs> I'm 100, listen, I'm here to absorb, so. Learnability is the biggest thing, yeah. the biggest thing. And that's where like every conversation for me is an opportunity to learn. Yeah, so I'm learning things from you. Even in this, I'm learning things from you. You're learning, great. That's what we're here for. That's literally what it's about, learnability. Would you hire people like you? Yeah. Is that like your dream team? It's like, if everybody here was asking the right questions, if everybody here um, 
As in, they didn't even accept the things that I said as a head off. 100%. You know, like, I'll tell you to go do something. What do I know? I want you to challenge me. Because really, like, this whole thing of hire people smarter than you, 100%, right? My job is to lead. Like, as you get more senior, your job is to lead. It's not necessarily to do. And that's quite a, that's quite a hard transition because I'm used to doing. Sure. I'm used to delivering value through what I do. But of course I want people smarter than me. People that would challenge me when I've said we should do this. Why do we need to do that? Oh, because that's what I, we don't need to do that. Okay, absolutely. That's that's like, for me, that's like dream skill set. Curious, compassionate, right? You can actually like have that back and forth and it's kind, it's not accusative. Mm. Like those things smart. Yeah, absolutely be smarter than me. That'd be great. <laughs> that would absolutely be like, because I'm not actually like that smart. Like if you look at like my grades and stuff, I'm not like all A stars or anything. Like that. I'm not that smart. Mm. I'm just curious. And curiosity makes you look really smart. It's crazy just by asking questions. Why do you need to do that? Changes the whole thing. Related but unrelated. Yeah. As a head of, I'm sure you hired people. Mm-hmm. From an interview perspective, is that one of the things that you're thinking about? Mm-hmm. Curiosity. I've asked you a question. Mm-hmm. You can answer the question. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or th- th- there's curiosity, there's transparency, there's learnability, there's I can see. Because yeah. I'm also very conscious of to an audience that's been made redundant, they're also thinking about their next role and their next mm. responsibility. So they now, they listen to this podcast, they're like, actually, no, that's super interesting. I'm going to develop some of those things. I'm going to take them on. They now go in for interview. And for their interviews, it's, are they up against a, I don't want to call it a system, but are they up against a system which is open to this curiosity that we're speaking about? Mm. Or are they... And I guess I'm going to use that question to flip round and ask in your personal experience, when it does come to, for example, uh, jobs, careers, um, entrepreneurship, just any, has, has that been a barrier or a blessing? I would say a blessing because, because I'm wired that way and I've built myself to think that way. If I go into an environment where it's not like that, it's not going to be a good fit. I'll be a terrible employee. It'll be a terrible fit for me. So, if you're someone who doesn't want to be curious and you want to do what you're told, there are companies that that's a perfect fit for, mm. right? I'm saying I want to have impact, right? And sometimes impact comes from change. I'm not saying you can't have impact if you're not curious, you can, right? There are certain things where if you can follow procedure, bang it out and take it to different, that's impact. But my impact I found often comes from challenging things and changing things and automating things and growing things. And you have to ask questions to do that. So. That's about cultural fit. Every environment is not going to be like that. It's not going to be welcomed everywhere. That's okay. There are going to be places though where it's very welcomed. And that's what like someone said once, like go where you're celebrated, not tolerated. Sure. So if someone is just tolerating the fact that I ask questions, I shouldn't work for that person. I just shouldn't. I should go somewhere where when I ask questions, they're like, that's exactly what we wanted. That you're now you're doing what we asked you to do. So that's where for me, it's like, you need to know yourself. You might be listening to what I'm saying and saying, that's not for me. That's actually okay. You know, I'm not saying you're, it, no, like that's okay. You know, if it's not for you, it's not for you. That's what's worked for me. Mm. You know, and that's what's worked for some other people. But also there have been other people, a different ways worked for them. And that's where we come back to, it's not binary. Yeah. It's not curious is good, uncurious is bad. No. There are situations where that's perfect. There are situations where me is not a good idea. That's okay. Maybe in medicine, for example, I'd be probably terrible. Why? Because I think that medicine, in terms of 
how I see and how I understand it, it's quite a procedure, quite structured. When I think about automation stuff, can you do that in medicine? Yeah, of course, but then I'm not a doctor. You know, <laughs> a doctor's not there to automate. Like, sure, yeah. That's not his job. Yeah. But maybe I would suck at that, you know, because that's about you have to know. Hello. <laughs> no, I can imagine. They were like, dude, just do the suture. You know, <laughs> you know what's making me laugh? I can imagine, yeah, you know, I've, I've got this, I've got this, I've got, yeah, but why? You know, like, exactly. so what, <laughs> automatically labeling everyone a hypochondriac. Like, yeah, why? Why? <laughs> why do you believe that that's what this thing is? Might not work. Might not work. That's and that's so where interesting. it's just situated. It depends. Yeah. It just depends. When we had that conversation, hmm. I can't remember where we went to eat. Um, Flat iron. Flat iron, that's it, yeah. Um, I remember leaving the conversation and part of what went through my mind wasn't only, okay, here's the way that Tolly thinks. It was also a challenge to me on how do we change the narrative around redundancy? Mm. You know, what is it like... What gives it its negative stigma? And I know some of it, you know, it's regardless of the way that you're going to spin this, regardless of how positive Sam and Tolly you want to make it, I'm still out of work. And the immediacy of that and the anxiety of that, this hurts, I don't know what to do. Mm. Um, part of what I'm currently doing is um, I think about it in three folds. Firstly is direct to people. So it's podcasts like this which are language because I want to give people language and access because of course I can phone you up and say here's Tolly but not everyone can mm. I can be challenged in mindset not everyone has a person who so hopefully by watching this they're just like oh that's that's speaking to the parts of me which I've made this then there's also um organizations one of the things which I'm establishing and setting up is um when a person gets made redundant um they come to us and we give them training, career coaching, therapy if necessary, um, CV, cover letter, interview skills, because I believe that someone being made redundant, let's say you've spent 15 to 20 years at an organization. At this stage, you live in buzzwords, mm. you know, oh, um, mm. the MFCs and the, t I mean, listen, CV scanner is not going to pick up some of the buzzwords that you, because to your point, the Skyway isn't the only way, but it was the way that you understood. Yeah. So I think sort of retraining them so they know and understand, okay, here's how to be prepared for the current world. Mm. So there's that one. So there's the individual, there's the organization, mm. but there's also the government. Mm. So one of the things that I want to do, um, hopefully is to lobby government to change redundancy laws. Because I think again, you can't take someone who's been at an organization for 25 years and tell them, here's stat pay. You know, it, it's, sir, I've got a, a wife and three kids and you've given me, I mean. 10 grand. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> sure. You know, um, a lot of three, four months mortgage and that's gone. So um, mm. there is that. But the view on redundancy generally, and you've spoken a lot about this, but I just kind of, I saw it negatively. You saw it positively. In our clash of conversation, I left thinking of it as a positive thing. I wasn't quite ready yet to let my lament go, but I did leave thinking to myself, I've got to change that. 
Is redundancy a bad thing? Okay. Yes. And that might surprise you. That Did not accept. So, so here's the thing. Did not yeah. I would say, yes, it is a bad thing. Sure. So even if you think about the word redundant, yeah. there's nothing good about it. For sure. Yeah. I feel like life is about how you handle the bad things. So is it a bad thing? Yeah. Like, is someone losing their job in quotes? Is that a bad thing? Yes. But can you make good out of a bad thing? Absolutely. Mm. Can you turn it into an opportunity? Absolutely. And that's really what it comes down to. Yeah. It's like at the core of it, is it a bad thing? Yes. But bad things happen all the time. Sure. What am I going to do about this bad thing? Am I going to use it as an opportunity, as fuel? Or am I going to use it as something that crushes me? And that's that's the big thing. So like when you look at even like Michael Jordan, Michael Jordan got cut from his high school team or whatever it was, right? That's a bad thing. He used it, he turned it into a demon. Like that was his fuel. Yeah. He was like, oh, you want to cut me? You know uh, Denzel yeah, in yeah. that movie where he's like, you want to do this to me? You can use it as fuel. Sure. You can take it for the, the good that's in it. Okay, I've got a bit of money from it. You know, I've got money that I don't have to work for. You know, like there is good in it. But on the whole, you know, that's a tough thing for people. Mm. And that's what I don't want to be lost in all of this. Because sometimes I think that it might come across a bit cold or a bit hard, you know, but it's okay that it's a bad thing. It's okay that actually you feel like you weren't wanted. Like that's normal. Mm. That's okay. But what do you do with it? Because if you don't do the right thing with it, it's going to hurt you even more. Yeah. If you don't do the right thing, when you go into your next job interview, you're going to be bitter about the fact that that happened to you and da 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 da. That's going to come through and that's going to hurt your opportunities. So in that sense, yeah, it's, it's a tough thing that happens to people, but it's not the end. And that's my thing is like, it's like a bump in the road. For me, like, I'm always going to take that. You want to give me free money? <laughs> that's not a bad thing. Sure. That's, I'm okay. But I'm also not attached to if you want me here or not. Right? So I'm okay if you don't want me here. There are going to be plenty of other places that want me here. So that's okay. And they'll pay me more money than you're paying me. So if you look at it from that perspective, it's a great thing. I got free money. I go get a higher paying job. I go learn new things. That's how I see it. But I can also understand why for some people that is going to be a bad thing. I don't have kids. Right? I don't... I don't have that extra pressure of some of those types of things, you know? So that's where for me, it's kind of like, yes, it can be a bad thing, but it's very much down to how you decide to deal with it. That's really the biggest difference is how you decide. That's it. Once you've decided, and we were talking about this before, you find what you look for. Hmm. If you're looking for opportunities, there are so many opportunities, you, they will literally be jumping out at you and you have to choose what to do. If you're looking for like pity, that's what will find you. You will then also find the same people who want the same thing. You're just going to have that party there together. But if you actually want something different and you're seeking that, it will, you'll find it. Yeah. And that's where like, yes, it, is a, it, is, it can be a really bad thing. But how are you going to deal with it? Okay. Okay. I'm going to park it there. Um, this has been healing um, for me. Again. <laughs> Again, it's been healing. Uh, it's so interesting that so many of the things that we've spoken about might extend to redundancy, 
But this has just been about life. Mm. This has just been about perspective and the way that you view the world. And the reason why I think that's so interesting and so um, so relevant to this audience is because I've always wanted them to go away knowing that redundancy isn't your life and that you're not identified or defined mm. by this thing that has happened to you. Mm. What I'm sure you remember through our conversation is I, I couldn't shift it when it happened. Like it, it was seeping into every response. It mm. was mm. in that moment, I had amplified it so much and made it so big in my head mm. that I can't, I can't imagine what you're saying mm. because I'm, I'm caught up on this thing. Mm. And what you did skillfully, I must say, is you navigated me away from this thing and said, okay, zoom out, take a look at the whole picture. This is one small thing in a much bigger cog. And if you don't see the world that way, then of course you're gonna see redundancy as the worst thing in the world, et cetera. But you, you helped me to redefine the way that I look at life. Therefore redundancy kind of, you know, like mm. life got mm. life got much bigger, mm. and redundancy mm. got much smaller in my head. So, mm. thank you for your honesty, for your transparency. Um, thank you for your perspective because it. I mean, I. It wouldn't be an exaggeration to say that it changed my life. Mm. In that moment, like the trajectory that my life was going, <laughs> it was a complete just. We're not doing that, yeah. you know? And it, um, again, like I talk about you all the time <laughs> to be just like, I had this one conversation that completely revolutionized my, it just changed the way that I think. So thank you for being different. Thank you for thinking different. Um, thank you for being inquisitive and for being curious, but also for being unafraid to be different. You know, it's a superpower. It's something that I'm now so conscious of. Mm. You know, and I get to own that and walk in that. I am different. I do things different. That's okay. Mm. That's like everybody's made to be individual. Mm. Like we don't have the same fingerprints. We're not meant to be the same as everybody else. Yeah. And that's that's a that's a big thing is being comfortable being different. It's massive. And I think what you said about perspective is so important because I don't think I've met anybody. I've met a lot of people that were made redundant, right? I don't think I've met anybody who three to five years on, wasn't like that was one of the best things that happened to me. Like one of the best things that happened to me mm -hmm. because they go and they do something different, right? So you're gonna look back because you're not even a year out yet. No. Yeah? If you hadn't been made redundant, you wouldn't have a podcast. Do you know what I mean? And like your podcast is great. That's a great thing that's already happened and we're, in, we're not even a year out. So three to five years from now, I reckon you'll look back and you'll be like, that was such a great thing that happened to me. <laughs> <laughs> sure. But what you said earlier about time bringing perspective is just the truest thing. It's so hard to know when you're in the middle of the blip. You can't tell what this is really going to do for the rest of your life. So for me, it's just so important that we can encourage each other. You know, we can get ourselves to that place where, okay, how am I going to attack the next day? Like, forget what's happened. Like, whether good or bad, does it really matter? No. So we have this thing. Um, in basketball called next play. So even if you made a massive three or did a big dunk, next play. You screwed up, your person scored on you, next play. Next play, next play, next play. Next play. That's so powerful, I love that. Yeah. Good or bad, next play. Because you can't, 
that kind of comes against arrogance, against ego, against pride. Yeah, you did it once, but what about next play? play? <laughs> because yeah. the next play determines the game. That's amazing. You know, like, okay, you hit a big three, next play, because now you've got to stop them from doing it. Okay, you didn't stop the next play. It's the biggest thing. Okay, that happened, good or bad, next play. Man. And that's how, like, when you look at the greats at anything, that's what they did. That's such a powerful concept. <laughs> what in the world? People are probably watching that thinking, oh yeah, of course that makes sense. Of course I knew that. I didn't know that. Like, it, and it's, 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 I know it, but hearing it in that context, like, it's just, and I love the fact, I love the fact that you mentioned about good or bad. That's the bit which I love because I think we usually camp around, it's bad, bad. don't worry. Yes. You can move on. This is even at the best of times, you know, mm. like, yeah yeah i'm gonna sit that's that one's gonna sit yeah (laughs) and and this is where exposure comes into it right yeah because i had a coach and he would scream at us next play every time you're set up next play and that's where exposure (laughs) from the other side i just i threw you know i I did like a 40 foot next play because we'd all be like that you're like no next play play what are we gonna do next? Oh, my son's in trouble. He's <laughs> <laughs> in trouble. Next play. Next play. Like yeah, like have it, but next play. Next play. Yeah. Next play. I love that. Don't get too high. Don't get too low. Consistent. Consistent. That's so interesting. And in the moment you win a game, next game, next season, you know, like it's. <laughs> yeah. That's why that's such a powerful concept for me because it's opening my eyes to like, okay. Cool, sure. Sure. <laughs> yeah, do next, it again. Because yeah. <laughs> you, you don't just stop. No. You see what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. even let's say, you know, you build a big business, you sell the big business. Okay. But you're still alive. Yeah. What are you going to do next? And that's where, like, you really just have to think, okay, what's happened has happened, whether good or bad. If it's good, okay, like, we celebrate, we enjoy it for the moment, but okay, next play. Yeah. What's next? How am I going to build impact next? That's really what it's about. How am I going to impact the next thing? How am I going to make sure that I do my part in the next thing? And you might be doing well in business, but bad at home. Mm. You know? Yeah. Next play. Yeah. That's so interesting. Um, I remember I watched a um, I watched a clip of Bishop T.D. Jakes. Mm. And one of the things that he said is, there are times when I'm an amazing husband and I'm a terrible father. Mm. And there are some times when I'm an amazing father and I'm a terrible businessman. Mm. Other times I'm an amazing businessman and I'm a terrible pastor. And what he was basically, like his premise was like, there is no such thing as balance in his world. It's, Mm. you know, if you realize that you're failing in one area, Mm. it's okay because, you know, go to the area where you're overweight and sort of shift, like Mm. move things around. Like you said, you'll you'll always be in that place. Mm. We've always been in a constant state of flux, but to your point, it's waking up the next morning and being like, okay, how do I today mm. be a better father? Mm. Okay, mm. how do I today mm. be a better husband? How mm. do I, to- and yeah, I'm still stuck on that next play concept, but yeah, that's, um, <laughs> that's really encouraging for me, but also I think it's encouraging for anyone who has been through something that they feel that they just can't move on from. Mm. It's just like, listen, for as long as you have life, you're going to wake up tomorrow and your reality is going to be different. And what you do with that, I mean, we're going to get in so much trouble if we say we all have the same 24 hours. We're <laughs> <laughs> going to get in so much trouble. <laughs> but, you know, using it in a positive way, 
which is, yeah, in the next 24 hours, you can do life-changing things that can completely alter and adjust the trajectory that you are on. Do you know what? Let's forget. Sometimes we focus on things that don't matter. Does it matter that we all have 24 hours? No. The matter of the fact is we can all do things that will impact our trajectory. Yeah. Like, I think it's Stephen Bartlett. He said that, you know, one of his first investors was because he was just up at three o'clock in the morning. He sent an email. You can send an email at any time of the day that will change your life. I saw on LinkedIn this one woman, she says that every day she sends one big email. Mm. One big email that if that email gets responded to, it will literally change your life. Anybody can do that. We all have access to email. Or we all can go and knock on some, One of my friends, he lives in Ethiopia now. Yeah, The reason he lives in Ethiopia is because he took a plane to France, knocked on some office door of a company he wanted to work for to see the person that that works there and now he's in ethiopia like for me i'm just like those are the stories you hear from the old school where people just knock on doors see who opens and try to get a job everybody can, you might not you might not be able to fly to france but there's a company in the uk yeah it's not that far from your house you go knock on their door and be like hey i'd love to learn more about this i'd love to do everybody can do that can i be honest if someone showed up on my front door sam i want you to mentor me <laughs> for sheer audacity yeah, I'm doing it I'm for doing sheer it. audacity that you are outside my yes. front door you have to come in now because I don't know who you are <laughs> you, I'm like you what found, yeah. you found me how and now I want to bring you in how yeah. did you find me what did you do I knocked on this door that didn't work out I spoke to this person I know your cousins friends yeah. uncles I'd be like Wow. Yeah. You put in the work. Yeah, man. Sure. <laughs> sure. Yeah, it is what it is. Yeah. So that's why that's that's so interesting. I wonder if like I wonder if our biggest takeaway from this is yeah, it happened. What now? Go big. Yeah. Go big. Okay, cool. You know, your 14-year-old you said that you're going to go into marketing, but you've always wanted to own a bakery. Do you think baking doesn't involve marketing? Well, that's the, uh, and like this is the thing is that we see things door, yeah. so binary yeah so binary yeah like why can't it come a different way yeah. and that's the thing we we think it's going to be this then it's going to be this and it, no it might be this then this then this and it i find like nothing is wasted nothing is wasted the things that i learned at sky are helping companies now facts facts the things that i learned in basketball are helping people now that will never play basketball nothing is wasted and that's what I think sometimes we don't grasp. Nothing is wasted. Good or bad, nothing is wasted. Even if something bad happens, next time I'm in that scenario, I know not to do that same thing. Yeah. I make the adjustment. And that's what learnability and adaptability is all about. Is take all the inputs, good or bad. Don't get too attached to it. Know what to do and what not to do. It's that simple. Keep moving. Nothing is wasted. Like that's the most important thing. Yeah. Yeah. This is about to turn into a whole business seminar. I got, <laughs> I've got so many ideas in my head, but um, totally, I'm very conscious of your time, and I'm just grateful. Um, thank you for being a blessing to our audience. Thank you for your your wisdom and your insight. Thank you for, um, yeah, e even your ability to articulate it in a way that we would all be able to understand because. I can tell from speaking to you, these are, you know, there is thinking in a realm which is different from the way that, you know, like, 
this is an ordinary thinking. So even you, your ability to articulate it to an audience and to apply it to redundancy has been so insightful. Um, thank you for saying yes to this. I appreciate you. Um, and yeah, for anyone, if, if this is your first experience, please, Tolu, you have, I would say a podcast. You're on two podcasts? Free pop. Tolly, please tell us. <laughs> <laughs> I'm doing one and this is hard work. Tolly, please, um, where can we find you? LinkedIn is probably the best place to, to hit me up. Um, and then my my core, my core podcast is Dunamis EQ. So that's all about emotional intelligence and leadership. So YouTube is probably the best place to find that as well. But yeah, hit me up on LinkedIn. But mm-hmm. I just want to say thank you for creating this space because it's such an important space and it's going to help a lot of people. So thank you so much. Thank you. I don't know how to end. <laughs> Thank you, Tully.